So how much do you like fees? You like paying fees? Yeah, probably not. Stay tuned. Let's talk about it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. Let's face it, nobody likes fees. Now, as consumers, we're inherently off-put by the suggestion of a fee. Now, you bundle that fee into the price of the item, you know, charge an annual membership, or in some other way, hide the fee, and you know, we're probably less likely to complain. But why is it that we're so opposed to paying a fair fee for a valuable service that we want? Well, I believe that our business of banking is really kind of like I don't know, the dry cleaners. Now, think about it for a minute. You go to the cleaners and you give them your suit. Now, you go back three days later and you get your suit back. And you pay them. And you're happy to pay them. Like, you don't really ever see people at the cleaners just fussing about the cost of, you know, just all in up in arms. Oh, I can't believe this cost me $12. That's because we understand that there's a cost for the service that the cleaners provide. It's our suit, and we paid to get it back, but it's the added value that it's now clean and pressed that we're willing to pay for. Now, consider that with the business of banking. Just generally, it doesn't matter what kind of financial institution, but just banking in general. So people give up their money, and bankers provide a valuable service, such as a secure way to store your money instead of, say, I don't know, burying it in a coffee can in your backyard. Now, a customer, say, wants to get their money at an ATM at the main gate at Walt Disney World. Now, it's a relatively simple process, with the results being a receipt that indicates there was a fee associated with a, quote, foreign transaction. Now, for me, it actually sounds pretty good. I want access to my money at a time and place of my choosing any time of the day or night. But often a customer in that situation is not happy with their bank, as that same individual would be, say, with their cleaners. Why not? Because as banks, we have failed to drive home to our customers the value we provide. The delivery of cash, quote, at your convenience, should be an obvious benefit. After all, they could have withdrawn money from their own bank's ATM before they ever left for Orlando, and there wouldn't have been a charge. So every time we use the dry cleaners, we appreciate the service, gladly pay the fee, tell them thank you. But when banks are charging fees for the valuable services they provide, it somehow turns into egregious behavior. You get the idea. Customers kind of believe that their bank should provide the maximum level of service and charge us the minimum possible fee. Or... <laughs> probably they feel like they should charge nothing. And, and this is largely a problem of banks and banking's own making because we've overused this four-letter F word, which, as you know, is free. <laughs> so we banks have so liberally used free associated with banking services for, for years, many years. So customers have come to expect that banking should be free. Now think about it. Stuff that you get free is generally not associated with stuff that you value. 
And if banking equals free, then that translates to banking is not value. And that is the problem. So how does this concept apply to my financial institution, First National Bankers Bank? So as a correspondent bank, we only have other banks as customers. And just like the customers of a regular bank, our customers' attitudes towards fees plays out very similar. I mean, it's natural to think that the lowest fee for a service is always the best option. And yet we're all familiar with the saying, you get what you pay for. Now, that's not to suggest that we shouldn't be managing expenses wisely. But the bigger picture is the lowest cost for a particular service is not always the best overall strategy. Now, this is because there may be other fees that are not being accounted for that understates the actual cost, or there could be a bigger picture of fees that are that it's more strategic than the pricing of an individual service. So if we think about this, you know, really from the standpoint of how your business would translate. People do feel differently about paying fees to banks that I think is different. You know, maybe you are a dry cleaners and, and people aren't upset about fees, but but you might be in a business that that you could draw the parallel that I'm saying where your customers don't really feel like the fees that they're paying are, are appropriate, right, for the services that you provide. So, you know, you have to really kind of think about this whole process of how do I change the attitude towards my fees and the fees that we charge so that we can drive home this idea of value. At the end of the day, whenever I hear a banker talking about fees or perhaps a customer comes in and they're sort of arguing about a fee, one of the things that I suggest that they do is ask that individual whether or not they pay for a service such as Netflix. And almost often they do, whether it's Netflix or HBO Max or really any of the streaming services. And I said, well, what do you pay for that? Saying, well, we pay, you know, 13, you know, $13 a month. Yeah. Well, do you, uh, do you feel like you get good value, right? Does you feel like that, that that's worth it? And they say, sure. Yeah. We have all these shows and movies and whatever else. So, so what is it then about this fee, this, a $3 fee at, a, at an ATM uh, that happens to be uh, potentially anywhere in the world where you want to get your money, or even just a regular $8.95 monthly fee. Why is it that that customer doesn't equate the value of $8.95 in the same way they do with Netflix? And so what it all comes down to is how do you drive the story of value to your customers? It doesn't matter what your product and service is. It doesn't matter what your fees are. The only issue is whether or not the customer who consumes your product or service and then subsequently pays a fee values that service or product more than the fee that's paid. If the answer is yes, you've done a great job and you're home free. But if not, then it's it's on you as an organization to figure out how do we drive that value. If a customer comes in upset about fees and you lower the fee, or worse, which happens all the time in banking, they waive the fee, then that reinforces to the customer that the fee was a made-up fee. And that's not a real fee, right? They're just, whew, they just waived it. So, so that's not the right answer. The answer is, is through all of the ways and mechanisms that you provide information to your customer. What's on your website, how you're uh, articulating things on social media, everything that you do that talks about your product or service has to emphasize the value that's delivered to the customer. And when you have uh, sort of cemented that value in their minds, then you're not going to have any more issues with the fees. 
So, you know, at the end of the day, he would sure be nice that that your service would always have the maximum possible service with the, the lowest possible price, right? Or or be free. But those things are, you know, kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. You can't necessarily have both of them at the same time. So you have to focus on this idea of how you and your customer sort of create this long-term bond where they look at you as a strategic partner and they understand and believe that the value they receive for the products and services that you get well exceeds the fees that you're paying. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to hearing from you. You can reach out to me at david at davidpeterson.com. Thanks. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.